Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Ruth Roth. Ruth is a respected thought leader who writes and speaks on achieving high engagement and the need to cure the disengagement affliction that's spreading uncontrollably in today's global workforce. Ruth spent 30 years as a senior human resource leader at top companies, including as an executive vice president of HR at a major financial institution. She left to start a company focused on this critical business imperative of achieving high engagement. And she's the author of Coming Alive, The Journey to Reengage Your Life and Your Career. Welcome, Ruth. Well, thank you. Appreciate the invite. Well, glad you're here. So tell me to start with, let's talk about this whole topic of employee engagement. Tell me what it is and why are you so passionate about this? Well, employee engagement has actually been around for a very long time. It really dates back to the 1970s, and companies started to measure things like employee satisfaction. But it's been in about the last five to seven years that it's really become quite a topic. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that the Gallup organization, who does surveys around employee engagement, were really one of the first big organizations to come out with some pretty stunning numbers. And in the last few years, as they've shown, the number or percentage of people who identify themselves as disengaged in corporate America is actually around 68.5% of the workforce, 87% on a global basis, and that the cost of lost productivity due to disengagement in the U.S. alone reaches a staggering $500 billion a year. So that's why it's become a pretty big issue. And to answer the second part of your question, engagement is really about the connection, that loyalty and that emotional connection between an employee and the work that they do. And that's, I think that's so important. And I just want to go back. You said $500 billion with a B, right? With here. a B, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's huge. really a stunning number when you think about the economy and the world and, the, and what we're trying to do from a business perspective, to think about every year that much money just going out the door because of lost productivity due to disengagement. I, and I, I think we've all seen this. We've all gone into a store or had a phone call with a customer service person who just didn't care. Or we've, been, we've, we've seen what happened when quality was poor or employees just didn't seem to care. And yet you're saying more than two-thirds of employees in the U.S. say that they're disengaged, which is just amazing. So obviously this must mean the emphasis on engagement is more than just a passing fad, but, but how are we going to solve this problem? Well, it absolutely is not and should not be seen as a passing fad. But the problem is people don't truly get it. They think that the solution is to throw money at the problem and put in place programs and perks. And that's actually not the right answer at all. But yet billions of dollars are being spent to try and up the engagement of the global workforce. 
So people are spending billions of dollars on this. They're putting money against it, and it's not working. So why, why is that? Why do you think that? What do you think is happening here? Well, I think they just don't know what to do. It's really hard for the C-suite to get their hands around something that one might consider to be kind of the soft side, right? It's right. not a, they don't think about it in terms of revenue, but there actually is a very large bottom line connection. I like to think of it as the value proposition. So engaged employees are more productive, and they're more productive, and that leads to better customer service, which ultimately leads to increased revenue and shareholder value. And conversely, right. right, it can lead to some companies going out of business. And there was a recent survey a couple of years ago that really stayed with me. I call it the bad math survey. Okay. And so a company went out and they interviewed a number of CEOs. And they said, what are the three biggest strategic imperatives for your business that kind of keep you up at night that you're most concerned about? And when the survey came back, 80% of them had identified employee engagement uh-huh. as one of the three top issues, which is great, right? It should be 100%, but 80% pretty good. But here's where the bad math comes in. The follow-up question was, okay, so those of you that identified employee engagement as a critical business imperative, how many of you have a strategy in place to increase engagement? And only 25% of them? Wow. said they had a strategy, right? That's bad math. Yep. But that's part of the problem. Right. Uh, absolutely, because what's happening with that other 55%, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not going anywhere. So given how, how pervasive this problem is and the fact that one in, only, only one in three employees may be engaged, what are the warning signs that we have that show someone's heading towards disengagement or maybe that they're already there? I'm really glad you asked that question because there absolutely are warning signs. My analogy for this is, you know, when we're all driving in our car, how many times has kind of that yellow or red warning light come flashing on the dashboard? And you kind of have this reaction of, okay, you know, what is this? Do I need to pull over, try and figure out what it is? Or in my case, I usually pull out the old-fashioned manual from the glove compartment and try and match the picture right, to the problem. And in the workplace, here's some of my top favorite, maybe six or seven. One is that you'll see in the workplace, if you know to look for it, people starting to come in later, leaving earlier, taking longer lunches. They're spending less time in the workplace. There's a decrease in productivity. There tends to be more of a mood swing with someone, maybe more prone to irritability, Mm-hmm. and things kind of snapping. Isolation. I used to be famous for this before I diagnosed my own disengagement where I found myself kind of going into a meeting and instead of taking a seat up front, I'd go more towards the back of the room, kind of sit there with my arms folded, not intentionally, <laughs> but it's what happens, right? And you don't participate by speaking up at meetings. Or yep. maybe you isolate yourself by... Um, not participating in hallway conversations or going out for lunch. Another thing is lack of creativity and innovation. You just stop taking risks. Um, Low energy, which if you know what to look for, is really like a flashing light. So these are some of the dashboard warning signs that are really easy to see with the naked eye. 
yep. if you know what to look for. Wow. So if you see this and you know this is happening on such a big scale, how do you move the needle? How do you make this happen? How do you, do you make change happen? Well, there's a couple of things. And for me, again, I, I don't believe it's programs and perks. I really okay. think it's getting back to basics. And the getting back to basics is that we, we in today's workplace and society, have absolutely lost the fine art of connection. Oh, right? We're on our devices. That's how we talk to people. You know, we don't have face-to-face or voice-to-voice conversations as much as we used to. And there's something to be said for kind of getting back to that bottom line of simply a manager and an employee connecting together in conversation and in the actions that you take, that's what can actually move the needle. And I refer to that in my book as the alive treatment plan. Yep. Great. What else can we do? I mean, besides getting managers and employees together, uh, from a marketing perspective, what can we as marketers do to help with this problem? We need to encourage people to really all go out and be CEOs. And I don't mean chief executive officer, right? How many of us would really want that stress on a daily basis? But we can all be chief engagement officers and all need to be. And really understand that whether you're an individual contributor or you're a manager or you're a senior leader, we all need to own this issue. And I think one of the most important things we can do as marketers is to really get out there and encourage people to make that part of our brand and to own that instead of just waiting around and expecting that someone else is going to do that for you. That, to right. me, is solution number one. Okay, so we need, to, we need to own it ourselves as employees, not just wait for the manager to do this. Do you think a lot of this has to do with, with understanding the, the brand and the purpose of an organization where people feel that they're tied to the corporate purpose and they understand the reason for being there? Is there more of a, uh, an engagement factor there? Is that related at all? Oh, Mike, it's absolutely related. I used to do a lot of work when I was in HR around the employee value proposition, yep. right? And the branding that comes along with that as you think about what, what you and all your listeners do on this call. I used to sit in these brainstorming meetings where we would talk about these kinds of things, that what are we offering to our employees? And we'd come up with these great slogans and great ideas. But then if you don't live them and walk the talk, that's going to create a problem. So yep. for me, it, it, it's about building a house, right? When I was a little kid, my parents built a, bought some land and built a house, and I remember going to watch them pour the concrete foundation. And if there were cracks in that foundation, then the builder wouldn't have been able to put on the second or the third floor. It's no different in the workplace, right? So if you think about culture and brand and value, employee value proposition as your foundation, Yep. Then you can build on the next level with engagement and rewards and recognition and compensation and programs and other things, but you've got to have that solid base first. And I that's absolutely your brand agree. You proposition. Need the foundation first. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's almost like you're trying to pick the uh the wall coverings before you've poured the cement. Yeah. Exactly. And and maybe the colors don't match or the the things don't match. And so there are there are I have sort of five keys to the magic of engagement that help build that foundation. And from there, then businesses can kind of walk the talk, if you will, around engagement. 
Love it. And in my book, Marketing Above the Noise, I talk about this, that employees kind of raise the volume for better or for worse. And they either make us feel good about what the brand stands for in the company or they make us feel bad. And more often we talk about the the companies and the organizations where someone didn't follow through or they didn't treat us right or they didn't take care of our problem. And it probably ties back to the fact that those employees were not engaged and weren't really understanding the purpose and and that foundation wasn't necessarily there. Well, if you think you're absolutely right, and, and here's an easy way to think about it, and I refer to this as the magic of engagement, right? Because all of us want to describe our culture as magical. So, so these are some things that employees want that really tie to that. The first is they want meaning. Yep. Right? We hear a lot about purpose and passion and, and all of that in the workplace, but employees today really want to work for a company where they can get behind the meaning. You know, I'm sitting, I'm looking down right now, and I'm wearing a pair of Tom's shoes. Well, what do I love about Tom's shoes besides the fact that they're really comfortable? They give every a pair, pair away. of shoes you buy, right, they give right, a pair they away. Give away. Yes. That's meaning. The second thing people want is alignment, which is exactly to what you were just talking about. People want to know and understand and come along with you on the journey. Right. So they want to be aligned with the vision and the values and the mission, right? The third of the five keys is they want growth. And I'm a baby boomer, so we used to have an old notion of a career ladder, right, where you moved up one level at a time. Thankfully, it's somebody – at some point, somebody kicked the crap out of that ladder, and now it's more about creating a palette of skills and verticality and zigzagging and lateral moves and, and just developing skills. The fourth one is that people want to have input. I work for an organization. I have a voice. Ask me, right? Your employees are the ones touching the customers, not the people in the C-suite, right? So let's have a two-way dialogue. And the fifth and final piece of magic um, is really something that I think can have the most impact, and that's context. So it's really all about the why behind the what. Mm -hmm. You know, when you ask a child to do something, what's the first question they're going to say to you? Why? They're going to go, why? Right? It's no different in the workplace. And so if you think about what you were just referring to, right, around maybe you're going to do a new initiative, well, wouldn't it be a lot better if you actually explained to your employees why so that they could get on board? Right. Those five simple things create magic. Absolutely. This is fascinating, and and an absolute, I, I agree with what you're saying, absolutely, because I see this both in my own interactions as a consumer as well as when, uh, you know, I work with organizations and they say, gee, our sales reps are, are trained or maybe even our customer service reps, but it's not that. It's everybody that you see from the, uh, the second you walk in the door and it's the people on the assembly line or the people building a product and from top to bottom. And so it's a fascinating um, uh, topic. And, and I'm just amazed, again, that two-thirds in, in the U.S., two-thirds of employees are not engaged. And imagine what we could do if we could even convert a small percentage of those to be engaged. Yeah, and the reality of it is most of those people who are not engaged can absolutely be turned around. I call them the fence sitters. So sometimes they're engaged, sometimes they're not engaged. And simple things, right, can cause them to move from one to another. And that is the majority. But about 18% of the disengaged are what's called actively disengaged, 
I refer to them as the saboteurs. Those are the ones that are, are speaking out and are very loud in their unhappiness. And I tell managers when I train them, don't spend a lot of time on them. Because yep. odds are you're not going to turn those around. I'd spend more time with the ones that you can move very easily into the engaged category. Absolutely. That makes sense. We've been talking with Ruth Ross. Ruth is the author of Coming Alive, The Journey to Reengage Your Life and Career. And, Ruth, where could people find out more about you and your book and just this topic of engagement in general? The easiest way to find everything is through my website, which is Ruth. K Ross, R U T H K R O S S dot com. Um, and there you'll find some material on this topic, some videos, link to my book, and anything else. And you can sign up for my newsletter and blog post. Fantastic. Thank you, Ruth. We appreciate you being here. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this important issue. Okay. Thank you. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.